How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. This is the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show with Captain Mickey Eastman. Captain Mickey has been guiding the Texas Gulf Coast waters for over 30 years and has won numerous national and local tournaments. Now, here's your host, Captain Mickey. Good morning. Welcome back to the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show, hour number three already. All right, let's go up to Lake Conroe. Let's check in with Mr. Richard Tosh, the fish dude, see what he's up to this morning. Hey, Richard, how you doing, man? What you know good this morning, Mickey? Uh, nothing, man. See, you had a I, decent trip yesterday. You heading back out again this morning? No, I was actually going to – I got the day off. I was actually going to fish Sunday morning, but I woke up a little late. So I, I thought, well, heck. I'll fish it. If I told myself if I if I wake up in time, I'll fish it. But if I if I don't, I won't. So I, I got have up those about kind four. of days. Yeah, I got up <laughs> got up about a quarter to five, and I I thought, well, that ain't enough time to get everything rigged in the boat. So I decided decided I'd hold off because they start at six and go to twelve thirty. So yeah. I I said, well, foot, I ain't, I ain't gonna do it. I'm just gonna hang around here and do stuff around here that I need to get done. But yeah, yesterday was pretty pretty good. I mean, dang harbors, they weren't stacked up like I was expecting them to be. And, uh, you know, what was weird yesterday, you got to looking for those rascals. And, you know, I, I was talking about that yesterday morning, how, how you find the bait and look in the bait for the fish. Uh, mm-hmm. There wasn't any bait out there. I mean, that's what was crazy. I just went to went to some areas where I've been catching them and stuff and, and uh, start looking. And I see fish, but no bait. And it's like, what the heck? That's That's odd. And just kind of kept looking, looking, looking. There's just random fish here and random fish there, but the bait wasn't around. And it's like, good night. So we we hung in there for a couple of hours fishing for them and ended up keeping 10 nice ones and had, had several short ones that we threw back, you know, set anywhere from 17 and a quarter to 17 three quarter inches long and, right. and uh, threw those rascals back. And then I said, well, shoot, let's go and run up here and see what these catfish are doing. And uh, they had a high school, one of those high school bass tournaments going on yesterday. So there's quite a few of the high schoolers out there on the water. And I pulled up to one of my catfish holes and there's some of them high schoolers out there fishing it. And I asked them if they caught any catfish, but they, they didn't say nothing. So, cause I was, it's, you know, I started telling them they're sitting on the best catfish hole on Lake Conroe and they, they were chunking it for bass. So I don't, I don't know if they were seeing them on, on their forward-facing sonar or what, but right. but uh, you know that's that's the thing. You can when you get out out there and you see 
because this this one spot where I'm uh, fish for these the catfish most of the time there is just a big pile of car tires that are out there. You know, people ask who put them out there. I don't know who put them out there. They've been they've been out there for years, but they're there forever. I've been hearing about them car tires forever. I know, and they, they made I mean, a reef in West Bay down on the south end, down towards the pass, out of car tires years ago. I'll tell like you what, that. they hold some fish. They, you know, sure. down there, down there at the coast. I don't know. I, I'm sure those barnacles build up on them and everything else down at the coast. Right. But you know, down, up here, it's just mainly the algae and stuff builds up on them, and and then it just brings in the bait fish. And uh, you know, there's thousands of them in Lake Conroe. You know, I, I tell people all the time, if you don't believe me, just go to Google Earth, go back to during the drought. You know, you can go back and search historical data. That's that's one of the things a lot of people don't don't utilize is is the internet. You got it there, so why not use it? And I do right. it on lakes that I go to all the time that I've never been to. You know, go go to a drought year. You get like I say, you go to Google Earth and it, it shows historical data. Just scroll back to whatever year there was a drought, and it'll show you low level conditions and you can look around and and see any type of structure like conroe was eight little over eight foot low back in 2010 2011 mm-hmm. so you go back and look and you'll see anything shallower than eight feet and then some of it you know you can see in the water that there's you know a couple feet deep depending on the clarity and and you'll spot stuff out there that you you had no clue was there it's like up at Texoma. I was doing that at Texoma several years ago, looking for some stuff up there, and I found—I don't know what it is—but there's kind of on the Oklahoma side, mid lake, where between the forks of the the two rivers that come together up there, there's something out in the middle, and I have no clue what it is, but it's a just a big dark spot out there, and I know me and a couple other guys were out there fishing it trying to figure out what it was i still don't know what it is you know it could be it could be tires also but up there what they use those big gigantic uh, uh, uh dump truck tires you know those big uh, those huge things you know yeah, they're like old truck tires 10 120 yeah like them talking yeah yeah uh-huh. like them tonka truck tires you know right. the big gigantic things and that they use them as brake walls up there for the most part but a lot of them sink too because they those things probably weigh a thousand pounds each and they'll have them strung out there on a cable. I know they do it up, up at Texoma and Ray Roberts and stuff like that. They, you know, they string them out as brake walls and they, they work pretty dang good. So until the cable breaks and then when the cable breaks, they sink to the bottom. And, and, you know, it's just, it's one of those things that gives you more structure to look at. So, and, and some of the fish, they love it, you know, and, like I say, it's others, they just don't like being in there. You know, I don't know what the deal is. And I've caught, you know, granted, I, I catch a lot of catfish on that one spot, but I have caught one largemouth bass on that on that catfish hole. So yeah. over the past 15 years. So that's, you know, I'm not going to say they're not there, but odds of you catching one out there right now are slim to none because you're kind of fishing. It's it's on an underwater point sitting the, the point comes out probably a half mile off the shore and it drops into the river channel. The, on top of the point's 12 foot, it drops into 20 foot. And it's, or where I'm fishing is around 20 foot, but the river channel's literally like 10 yards in, in front of you. So what it does is it, 
allows those fish to run up and down the channel. And then as they, they move up and down that channel, those tires are sitting right there. So they'll pull up out of that deep stuff, move up to feed, and then move back out in the deep and keep cruising around. Now, granted, some of them live there, you know, just because I'm always there fishing for them. So I know they live there. They they live in those tires. They live around the tires. And then yeah. occasionally you'll get, get some bigger ones that move in there. But, you know, it's, it's different. You know, you just got to learn to fish them. It's, it's a whole different thing. You know, you may, may get down there and hook into a good year or a toyo sometimes. There ain't no telling. I get people all the time. I mean, they'll they'll set the hooks. I got a big one. I said, "Yeah, you got a good year." I mean, it'll pull as hard as you want to pull. That's yeah. that's what it'll do. If you give it some slack, shake it, and it'll come right out of there. You know, and that's what happens a lot of times. But but uh, you know, the hybrids, like I say, they were they're just kind of randomly scattered everywhere. There wasn't wasn't anything where I could put anything together on them yesterday. Just. I'd run across spots where you'd see 10 or 20 of them at once. And in other right. spots, you'd see two or three, you know, and it's, and we just kind of hung in there as long as, you know, as was catching one at a time. And I'm, you know, I, I like catching more than one at a time. And it's, yeah, well, we all do. Sometimes that's what it is. You got to just grind, man. And that's it's what we grind. did yesterday. It is too, boy. It gets that way. But it's all fun. I promise you. It's, you know, that's, that's one thing. The weather's been holding in. It's, pretty nice under the sea y'all got a bunch of fog down there this morning so do we i, I hadn't got any yeah. alerts on my stuff yet I, I had a little patchy ground fog in a couple of areas but uh it wasn't bad yet so well i noticed more south and west towards matagorda it's you got like quarter mile visibility and stuff okay. like that down there so right it's uh and then over towards the east over in louisiana i'm sure i10 is going to be hopefully there's no crashes on it this morning but but oh, uh boy. apparently i10's kind of socked in with fog so so over towards Beaumont and, and all into Louisiana so hopefully everybody's paying attention this morning and there's you know it's Sunday morning so there's not a lot of traffic anyway so hopefully hopefully it all kind of burns off they're talking about it burning off by nine o'clock so and it started out you know I was, when I started I'd get up here and watch the news every day morning when I get up anyway so this morning it started out two mile visibility in Conroe now it's up to seven so it's it's constantly changing and evolving but there's there's not much wind at all you got a little no, northeast hardly any wind yeah so that's what makes it but, bad visibility yeah. on, on the bay actually stayed down quite a bit because there, there just wasn't any wind it was like sheet ice all day long oh man i tell you what that's something else yeah, oh, yeah. It, that's that's what's crazy that keeps that fog in there for hours and hours you know especially down there y'all get that that sea fog come rolling in on you yeah i've had move. that uh this time of year december and january you'll be fishing in that old sea fog will roll in off the guff and <laughs> it's not gonna lift it's, no boy that's bad it bad just gets heavy and sticks and it's and especially if it's cool if it's cool then it right. just gets even worse that's a that bone chilling cold whenever you get into that. I was like, like yesterday, you know, it was, it was pretty for the temperature wise, it wasn't bad, but that humidity boy, it got you yesterday. You know, and every yeah. time we'd pick up and move, you could tell it because that when you put that wind chill in on it, it's, it, uh, it starts to get you. Yeah. Even though these <laughs> temperatures are nice right now, I mean, those boat rides, you just need to, you need to layer up for the ride. And then, you know, when you get ready to fish, peel it off and, that's right. Uh, That's right. 
no sense in being uncomfortable. Yeah, exactly. You know, that's that's one one thing that gets me, and it always it never fails. You know, everybody everybody thinks, oh, it's seventy degrees. You get on that water, it don't feel like seventy degrees. No, I promise it changes everything. Oh, everything. There ain't Most no likely doubt about on the water, whatever your water temperature is, is usually what your temperature is going to be. You know. That's exactly right, especially when you're moving. I mean, that All water right, temperature Richard. being at sixty-two. Uh, well, I got to go to break. If uh, somebody wants to call you about coming up to Conroe and hanging out and fishing with you, buddy, how do they get a hold of you? Give them some info. All right, Mickey, anyone get in touch with me at 936-661-7920. You can find me on Facebook. Just check out the Fish Dudes Guide Service. You can email me at admin at fishdudetx.com or just check out the webpage, fishdudetx.com. All right, buddy. Well, you have a good Sunday. Take care, Richard. Yes, sir. Y'all too. See you, man. All right. That's the fish dude up on Lake Conroe. Phone lines are open for the remainder of their show, 713-572-4610. That's 713-572-4610. Give us a call. We'd love to hear from you. And I need to take a moment to tell everyone about Boyd's One Stop. They're the home of the supercharged, super slimy powerhouse croakers, located right at the base of the Texas City Dyke at 227 Dyke Road. And if you're looking for quality live bait for your next fishing trip, look no farther than Boyd's. From their tanks to your live well, that bait's as good as it can possibly be. And there's no better way to live your bait than with their oxygen response system. If you're uh, tournament fishing, want to keep your tournament fish alive, it's a great gig for that too. I've got a couple of those systems that work really good. And if you need more info on them, you can call Jason Cogman at 281-701-8107. Or check them out firsthand at the store. They have them on display. And if you're looking for quality seafood, looking for some fresh wild-caught gulf shrimp, Boyd's has got them. If you're looking for the big 912s, the 1618s, whatever count you like for the meal you're going to prep, they got a good deal on them always at Boyd's One Stop. Check out their Cajun Grill next door. Call them at 409-945-4001 or go to boydsonestop.com. And when you do, please tell them Captain Mickey sent you. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale with Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval, no minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. This is Tony Kornheiser's show. I'm Tony. We expected someone else. So what exactly is the show about? Hmm, I don't know. It's a sports show nominally. Football's over, but we're finally at a point where things matter in college basketball and baseball season is on deck. Greatest three words in the English language, pitchers and catchers. We have some of the best voices come on and explain what matters or what makes an upset, like Ryan does, <laughs> nine over eight. No, that's not an upset. No, yeah, it is, Bob. And if you're lucky, I might just tell you about my search for discounted sleep pants or my worries about what my dog just ate. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Sports Radio 610 presents 
Good morning. Welcome back to the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show on this Sunday morning, 620 here in the Bayou City. Get a few calls in, but we've got plenty of lines and uh, plenty of time. 713-572-4610. Give us a call. We'd love to hear from you. All right. First up this morning is Rick Bice. Imagine that. What's up, Rick? <clears throat> Did it surprise you that I'm on, that I called you this morning? Not a bit. What's up? <laughs> A uh, couple of quickies. Um, my son is home. Uh, when he leaves, he's supposed to leave today. He's going back. He came down the day before Thanksgiving. He's, you know, this time of year where he lives, Wyoming, Montana, um, you don't have one job. You have to have two or three because of the weather. But anyway, he's going up there. Wanted me to go back with him. He's going to. Northwestern Montana, Southwestern Montana, varmint hunt on a, you know, I don't know, 200, 300,000 acre ranch. Yeah. He said, we're going to coyote hunt. He said, won't you come up with me? He said, stay for about a week. I said, nah, I'm not going to do that. And uh, he said, you shoot a hunter coyote. <laughs> and I said, <laughs> I'm not placing a hundred bullets up there, man. Anyway, <laughs> but that just freaks me out. I said, are there really that many? He said, no, we're going to kill two or three hundred. He said, we're going to be up there until right before Christmas. Amazing. And he said, we got to be really careful not to shoot the, the wrong wolves. Or, or wolves, they're shooting coyotes. But they got watch a gray wolf or, well, I don't know. They're in danger, is my point. And, uh, he said they didn't think they'd see any. But other two things real quick is listening to you and Lynn about snakes getting in y'all's boats. <clears throat> you know, I don't get in boats like y'all do. But I know that on – I have had snakes crawl up things that you wouldn't think they'd go up. And a couple of quick examples. I had a little metal building with, I don't know, a bunch of, you know, ATV, UTVs in it. And I had a friend up there with me, and he went out there one morning, about right now, this time of day. And he said, hey, there's a snake in there on the floor underneath your four-wheeler. And I said, well, don't don't, don't crowd him. I don't want him to crawl up in one of them machines. He said, oh, he can't do that. I said, the heck he can't. So I said, I'll be out there in just a minute. I got to get my boots on and all this stuff. And... Uh, Go out there, and he's looking around for this snake. He said, "Man, last time I saw him was on your floor or underneath your four wheeler." And so anyway, we looked and looked. We couldn't find him nowhere. And I said, "What was it?" Now he does know his snake. He said, "It's copperhead." So anyway, we later that day, I went to go feed my fish. I have all my fish feed stuff on that four wheeler, and I jumped on that four wheeler and I pulled up over by this one little pond. And uh, I don't know what I – I don't really remember, Mickey, what I was doing. But, you know, on a Honda, the, the, the seat you sit on, it just clips in. Right. And uh, I unclipped that seat and raised it up, and that daggum copperhead was rolled up underneath that seat. He was in that pocket under there. Yep. He sure was. Scared the, scared the jeebie-jeebies out of me. I hate them. I mean, I'm scared yeah. of them. Yeah. But – the other one, you know, I had a big dozer running, just sitting there running, and my brother-in-law was actually driving it. 
and uh, he was talking to a guy on the other side of the dozer, and I walked up. I had parked behind him, and I walked up to open the gates, and uh, there was a big chicken snake. That sucker went right up the side of them tracks and went right on up into that floorboard, right up in the seat of that dozer, just <laughs> like he knew what he was doing, buddy. And my Heart brother-in-law sitting there. <laughs> yeah, he's standing, my brother-in-law standing up in the engine's running, and I'm hollering at him and hollering at him and hollering at him. I thought he's fishing to sit down on that snake. He wouldn't let him either. <laughs> no. Finally, I got his attention. And, and I told him, I said, you know, I'm pointing at it. And he turned around, you know, looked over his shoulder. And he saw that snake. And, man, he's a big old boy, too. And he went up over that front that, that front dashboard instrument panel and right up on that engine. <laughs> and <laughs> I started to worry about him falling off. Anyway, we, we, we got that snake off. And, and uh, we, we, I carried him off. And and chunked him off in a tree. Of course, they're climbers anyway. But I got one quick question for you. You know, I've, I've been out here for lots of years on this land, and I can remember a day, believe it or not, that I, it was a rare event to see a, a barrel hog. Mm. Rare. And when, what do you remember when they really showed up in, in big numbers, I can almost tell you, for me, about the year within a, a year when I started seeing them everywhere, and they were thick, and I was trapping and trapping and trapping and trapping and shooting. And But when, when do you? I'd have to say the last trip? 20 years. I'd say you're right on it, because I, I would say, I mean, we'd see them, but it was a rarity. I don't know whether That's all the right. hogs back you know, then were just, just totally nocturnal or what, but, uh, you know, the last 20 years, it's just like the more people kill them, the more there is. It's like you can't even thin them out. Well, you can't. You you can you can scare them off for a while. They're going to come back, and you can catch them and shoot all you want. And you know they're a great sport animal. I mean, I'm not sure. And, and they're they're good eating you know? too. If you want to mess with them, they oh, really they, are. Oh yeah, oh yeah, they are. And and you know I've got two traps set right now. I had I got still one, and I I had it tagged. He didn't know it, and um, they found it, with along with some other stuff this week, this past week, and. Uh, but I went and got it. He 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 decided to modify the darn thing, which it doesn't make me very happy. But uh, we're gonna set it probably this afternoon because I can yeah. cook it in the morning. But anyways, I think I started seeing these hogs start to show up a little bit, and I, I, I kind of associate it with my youngest son's birthday. He yeah. was born in '92, right? And I'm gonna say around '91, '92, I started hearing more about them and i started seeing them and it you know i remember one of the first big sounder groups i saw and i had i was climbing up a ladder to get in a deer stand and i had to take a double take because i thought that's pigs yeah i'd never seen a big group of pigs yep and i was so bum puzzled i just said i had a gun and you know i just let them go 
And as it turned out, this place was totally infested with them. That's why I put the stand on it. I want to see what was out there. Man, this thing was covered up. Unreal. But anyways, yeah, They're it's prolific. just what they've done in, in the last 20 years. Yes, sir. But anyway, enjoy really the show. Enjoy the conversation. And, uh, okay, Rick. I'll catch you on the next round. All right, buddy. All right, thanks, man. Have a good one. All right, uh, next up is Captain Joe. Joe, what's up? Mickey, how you been doing? I can't complain. It's all good. How about you? Oh, pretty good. Pretty good. A lot, lot kind of gone on with me this last year. and Started having to go to dialysis and all that kind of oh, crap. Oh, boy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, lots of fun. <laughs> but anyway, I was going to talk a little bit about, I got a, a new book out. Uh, and it's got over 420 spots. It's the biggest and best I ever put out. And I've been putting them out probably around five years. Right. And it's got spots out to, <clears throat> excuse me, that spots out to 92 miles. It has the distances to all the spots, the types of fish you can catch there. Right. And, uh, you know, anybody just starting out offshore would be, something that uh, would help them out quite a bit, you know. But uh, now I worked on it for about three or four months before I got it put out. It took them a while, but uh, I'm very happy with it. it. It's really good. It's got lots of information, and anybody that has any, buys them and has any questions can call me anytime, and I'll try to answer all their questions. Got you. But uh, I've noticed uh, they got snapper season closed, state waters right now, as usual. And I guess they'll open up the first. But if anybody go, goes after the first, I would advise them to take some chum along. Because sometimes that'll work miracles. Yes. Even on, even on state water snapper. Uh-huh. Uh, you, you don't see them, and then all of a sudden, you know, you start chumming, and, and, and there they are, you know. But uh, I don't know why they even closed it. I mean, there's no shortage of snapper. Right. You know, they did that survey, a real comprehensive survey, a couple, three years ago, and there was three times as many snapper as what the federal government said. Right. Federal government, I think, was saying it was around three million. Well, they ended up counting twelve million. That's three or four times as much. But uh, anyway, that's about all I got. All right, um, Joe. Well, hey, throw your number out. Somebody wants to uh, check on one of these books from you, buddy. Okay, it's nine seven nine nine two one five zero two nine. All right, man. We'll get the feeling better. Good hearing from you. Okay. Have a good day, Mickey. Okay, Joe. See you, man. All right. All right. We're going to get our break going here. Next up, we got David Harris and Guitar Dave. We do have lines available for the final segment. Give us a call. We'd love to hear from you. 713-572-4610. And I need to take a moment to tell everyone about the Belleville Meat Market. You know, every week they double feature their pecan smoked sausage, whatever blend they're pushing that week. Uh, you can try it before you buy it. All of them are good. They have several blends. 
and I get a lot of that made during deer season, and uh, oh, what a bonus. And they have a full menu of pecan smoke, you know, barbecue. They serve that Monday through Sunday, 10 a.m. to 7 p.m. It's all pecan smoked, like their pulled pork, homemade hot dogs, brisket, you name it, they do a fine job at the Belleville Meat Market. And custom processing on pigs and calves, they do that all year long. You can order a half calf or a hind quarter. You can have it processed any way you like. And with their wild game processing, they're, this year they're making Vinny dogs and hog dogs. That's homemade hot dogs using your own venison or wild pigs. Bring something home from your hunt. The entire family can enjoy all year long. The Belleville's open Monday through Saturday, 7 a.m. to 7 p.m., and Sundays, 8 a.m. to 7 p.m. in the Belleville, celebrating over 42 years serving the greater Houston community. That's the Belleville Meat Market, where meat is our middle name. Live from the Twin Peaks studios, Sports Radio 610 presents The Outdoor Show with Captain Mickey Eastman. Good morning. Welcome back to the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show. All right, 637 here in the Bayou City. All right, let's go to let's go to David next. David, the medicine man, what's up? Morning. How y'all doing? Oh, we couldn't be better. What's up with you? Oh, we sitting here on the porch fixing to have our morning hunt. <laughs> yeah, there <laughs> Me you and Greg go. That's, sitting there watch that's the best uh, seat in the house, man. You got big screen <laughs> TV and animals everywhere. <laughs> Well, it looks like we're going to see a sunrise this morning. We hadn't seen one of those in about eight days with this gloomy weather we've had, but oh, I think it's I'm going to be you. a nice morning. Yep. Y'all have had fog every morning since Thanksgiving, huh? Oh, uh, it's been terrible. But we had a pretty good weekend. There was uh, several firsts this weekend. One guy got his first buck, and another one got his first deer. So that was pretty exciting for him. Right. And, of course, you know the uh, the old fire pit down there. Last night we had a local comedian or one of the guys. Oh, it was a good one too. <laughs> was it <laughs> kind of like the old days? That time me oh. and Jay Watkins and everybody were down there. Boy, I'll, I wish I had recorded that. That would. <laughs> boy, I'd have yeah, some bargaining good. power on some people. <laughs> yeah, this was pretty good last night. But I was gonna tell you, you know, the bucks down here, the young ones are starting to rattle a little bit. We hear them and they come in and run the does off but it's still the young ones there was a, uh, one nice buck killed this weekend but he was already broke off but uh oh was, man he know, already broke off to, this early yeah day i don't know yeah i don't know if it was an uh maybe a earlier uh break off from velvet or something but he, he was a right. good mature buck just a six point but he had some what i call trash on it some little kickers and stuff all over it but he was a mature deer but uh, the rest of the deer, they're starting to, we hearing them, you know, getting reports of their, get, had a, a true fight yesterday in one of the blinds. Uh, and, you know, we can hear them in the woods and the brush a little bit, clacking a little bit at night. But uh, it, it's been a good weekend, though. Y'all didn't have any cripples or anything to chase down, did you? Uh, yeah, we did one night. Uh, poor Craig and one of them one night. We never did. They got the dog out. Never did. uh it baited a couple of times, but yeah, I think it was just had a leg injury and it couldn't catch it. We didn't have a catch dog. Yeah, three legged so deer can run pretty good. Yeah, yeah, he kept on getting up on them, so he couldn't get get close enough. 
But, you know, that happens sometimes. But he redeemed you know, himself. Somebody else the next later, night. and then y'all name that deer tripod. <laughs> old tripod, yeah. yeah. <laughs> if the coyotes don't get on it, though, that's the problem. The coyotes might get on it. Right. <laughs> I'm going to uh, say something else about the uh, – I just got back from uh, – before I come down here, the uh, hill country. Uh, it was starting to kick off pretty good. The bigger bucks, mature bucks were starting to – do a lot of scraping i seen some nice but uh, just not one i wanted to take there in spicewood and right. uh, but it's it's fixing to happen there and uh I, you know where's a long range thing where's that that's near a west it, it's west of austin almost okay. to marble falls okay but one of my other uh, uh friends he uh sent me some pictures he's been in kansas uh, you know, deer hunting. Their their rifle season in Kansas is kind of strange. It only lasts like ten days. Right. And uh, he's up there now, and I don't believe they've got a buck. But his son's a big duck hunter, and he sent me a picture of a bunch of nice birds he killed yesterday. So they've been having good duck season up there. A bunch of them were greenhead mallards, weren't they? Yeah, some greenheads, a bunch of teal, and, and some uh, pintail. Of what I think. Oh, okay. So. Yeah, so he had he had a good mixed bag, so he was real happy. He got he didn't get his buck, but he got some birds. He said. <laughs> yeah, uh, one of our sponsors here at the show, Tim with Texan Roofing. He I don't know whether he still goes to Kansas or not, but he always you know he loved going deer hunting in Kansas. Yeah, kill some nice yeah, this, bucks up there, man. That's there's some pretty deer up there. Oh yeah, these boys they they killed. I've seen the pictures of the ones they've seen you know they're 160 class but the mass on them they're not very uh you know tall or anything but the mass on them is just huge you know it's like uh four inch diameter five inch diameter horns it's crazy i mean big bucks down there up there but anyway i just want to give you a, a live report from the porch we fixed them watch this pretty sunrise we had one finally sun yesterday for a while beautiful sunsets i'll tell you and, it's uh, uh you know and i'm looking at all the forecast you know the extended stuff and it's just gonna be cloudy every day i've never seen it like this we're not getting enough yeah, of these fronts to push through so we can get those clear clear skies and i you know hunting down there as long as i have with blaine I, I like those sunny mornings down there those deer just seem to move better when it's clear you know like that yeah I think I missed it a while ago, but you was talking about Blaine getting that snake with his golf club yesterday. Yeah, what was that, a nine iron or an eight iron? (laughs) I think you said it was a seven. I don't know. Seven iron? Hey, everybody can hit a seven iron. But uh, it's like Lee Trevino said one time, said uh, if you're out on the golf course and a storm rolls in, he said uh, just pull your one iron or two iron out of the bag, because even God can't even hit a one iron. <laughs> <laughs> what was funny is the customers he had in the truck, one of the ladies just said, he was telling her that I ran over about a three-foot one this morning, and she says, you just ran over another one. He said, what? And he looked back, and sure enough, it was, I measured it. It was five foot, four inches long, but that thing was like five inches diameter. It was Boy, big, it was a fat big, snake, man. That thing. He yeah. was holding it up. It's that's a big snake. <laughs> yeah. I don't but want none of that. What? Yeah, and, and what's bad is right at the gate of the 
of the ranch, you know. Yeah, I saw that. I saw the old San Pedro gate, and I'm going, wow, that's right where you get out of the truck and step on one. Come on with it. Yeah. Not me, baby. I like Blaine's truck because when I open that door, it lights up the ground. Yeah. And uh, you can look down before you step out. I guess you warmed up yesterday a little bit. They were – he was on the prowl a little bit, and uh, Craig and Terry that was chasing that wounded one the other night, they brought home about a three-footer, too. They walked up on one that night, Oh, boy. So. <laughs> that's a bad thing about, you know, tracking them deer after dark. That's that's dangerous. Oh, yeah. It, Y'all it, seeing many hogs fun. right now, or are they mostly nocturnal right now? We One of them shot uh, one yesterday evening. In fact, I was going to pick him up, and I never did hear him shoot. And then they said, well, I got one down over on the road. And he, I said, we didn't hear you shoot. He said, well, when I seen your headlights coming through that last gate at the runway, that's when I shot him. He was right at dark. I said, oh, yeah. man, okay. <laughs> but it was a Straight nice out. <laughs> yeah, about 60, 70-pound sow. And it, we cleaned that thing. It had two inches of fat on it. I guess that all of it blames uh good corn feeding he's been doing back there yeah hey everything wants to live on blaine's ranches uh let me ask you this too are you seeing a lot of fat on the deer right now that y'all are skinning out there was there was a lot of fat on uh i've been seeing that all over the state everybody says because we got a cold winter coming you know these animals are fattening up for that i don't know i don't know whether that's that's legit i don't know ojp was cleaning several of them yesterday and how we commenting on man look at the fat on that thing they were real fat remember that big eight point ronnie killed a couple of years ago and me and sam cleaned it for him i'd never had that much trouble tugging and pulling the hide down stripping (laughs) that deer down it had so much fat on it 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 was i started to tie a forklift to it so this is crazy (laughs) i'm exhausted yeah there's some fat ones there's some fat ones down there well anyway i uh, just wanted to give you a live report here from a and, uh, you All know, right, I medicine blame, man. You taking care of everybody <laughs> well, down there at night, I'm sure. Oh yeah, I, I still see a couple of bottles on the table out there, so they <laughs> they work on pretty good. That <laughs> a boy. Hey, nothing changes. All right, David. <laughs> All right, see you, buddy. Good All right, to man. Uh-huh. All right, bye bye. Old David Harris, good old boy from Baytown. Uh, I nicknamed him Medicine Man a few years back because he brought like at Christmas time. I I don't even have how many different bottles of liquor and he was making all these different shots for everybody and uh i said we y'all have fun i'm going to bed and they uh i I nicknamed him medicine man after that he was mixing them up all right let's go to uh guitar dave next dave good morning what's up hey kevin hey yeah i'm doing i'm doing real good yeah i'm out here in uh, victoria man you know this is kind of helping my I had a girlfriend out over here, but her her daughter is uh, was going through some bad cancer. She was supposed to come over here yesterday, but her husband ended up having to take her to the hospital. So, but anyway, on a good note, um, we went 20 minutes from her house here. The uh, there's a bridge over there, and I went over there to do a drive by because I'm going to be try to be over there by about eight o'clock this morning. I got everything ready to go uh, to fish, but. And these boys, they were in this nice shallow bottom boat. They had two 300-horsepower motors on there. And I put the pictures of the uh, fish on there that they had. And they had some nice ones. But uh, uh, What kind of fish? Uh, 
they were they were like speckled trout. There was oh. a, a black drum, and and, and uh, yeah, they they did a good good deal. Now now uh, her her son in law, he told he's he grew up around here, and he said uh, it's brackish water, and it's going to be underneath the bridge, and I got plenty of structure to chunk around, but I'm I'm just going to use some uh, dead shrimp and a couple of drop deals, and because he said there's plenty of uh, he said you might catch blue cats or, or uh, or channel cats, you know. Yeah. So the main thing is, you know, I'm gonna go down there and open up my chair and sit there and and just enjoy it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I mean, anytime I can get around water, but it's like in a canal, kind of like sort of, but it's underneath the bridge. And uh, like I said, it's it's a. Uh, I'll I'll write the name down, and the next time I talk to you, I'll let you know what the name of it is. But uh, it's like I said, it's like 15 or 20 minutes from here, and and her son-in-law's telling me there's quite a few other places that are around here close by. What is you it know? on a bayou a, or a river or what? Yeah, I believe it's a river, and there's a boat launch there, and then uh, it's underneath the bridge, so it must be a a a, a river, I guess, going through there. But uh, it's yeah, in Victoria, it's right out. It's 20 minutes out of it. It's well, from where she lives, right out of Victoria, it's 20 minutes from her house here, and she lives a little way from Victoria. But anyway, it's, it's just it back right down the, the road. That wouldn't be Lake Texana, would it? I don't know. You know, it's it's a it's a river. It's like a river or a bayou coming through there, or a canal. Yeah. Okay. You know. Yeah, but uh, but but I mean, there was there was other people sitting sitting around in their lawn chairs over there fishing. Now I don't know that they. They caught anything. I don't know. But them boys, man, when they come in with them 300 horsepower, man, and then I see them laying them fish on the tailgate starting to play them out, man. I'm like, whoa. You know, that's good. They did good. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it was a real nice boat. But uh, like you say, you know, uh, you never know. what. Sometimes it's brackish water. You never know what you're going to catch, man. I caught it. My best 23, three-quarter inch speckled trout, you know, uh, fishing for catfish here, you know, close to where oh, you can yeah. see the old Lost River Bridge, you know. And then I caught 30 catfish after that, you know, with three poles in, three poles out. You know, and I mean, that was in one hour. You know, that's been 30 years ago. And and now they put the locks over there underneath the I-10 bridge, you know, because that's where I'd go put in, and then I'd go down to that canal. And then what I liked too, Captain, was you'd be driving down that kind of canal going in into, into the where this uh, – HLMP discharge is kind of sort of around the corner, and uh, you see these chains hanging with these big giant hooks with the with the uh, uh, chicken on there because <laughs> they were they were uh, alligator hunting, you know. Yeah, and I'm like, oh hunting, man, right. yeah, gator hunting, you know. And I'm like, man, you know, uh, that that would be an adventure. Let me tell you, I like to go along and watch, you know what I mean. But I don't know about messing with them, you know what I mean. I want to make sure they were dead first. Pull the line up and shoot him through the head and drag him up on the bank. Drag, drag him up. I got, or into the boat, I guess. Or into yeah. the boat, either or. Yeah. yeah. Tree yeah. shakers. Yeah. yeah, there you go. And, hey, then be careful, you know, that there's not uh, – because some of those are like willow trees and stuff like that. Be careful there ain't nothing hanging up in there, you know what I'm saying, to drop down in your boat and start sliding around. Oh, you know, there's like always a, a chance of water moshing or something falling off in your boat when you're doing that and that cover like oh. that. Always. Yeah, I, that's, what, that's what I was hearing, listening to you, Captain Lynn Smith, and uh, y'all talking. 
man, that reminded me of that movie with John Wayne, Atari. You know what I'm saying? I'll be like, that's what y'all, y'all can oh, talk to wild he was, stuff. Uh, but. He was a, they uh, called animals for the zoos. Yeah, Atari. I remember yeah, that show. Great. That was a good show. Yeah, and that, and that, uh, that rhinoceros was uh, hitting the side of their Jeep. And, oh, man, that that's crazy, man. You know? Yeah, that's but, right. Yeah, that's right. That is, that is it, yeah. But, uh, and I think you, it was two. Them suicide seats movie. on the front of them Jeeps. I've hunted. I've coil hunted out of those. And, uh, <laughs> hey, <laughs> that's why they call them suicide seats because they, uh, oh. that's dangerous. Yeah. I can only imagine hey, that's sitting like, on one of those and trying to catch a giraffe with a, you know, with a snare. On a snare. Oh, yeah. Hey, and then, uh, you know, like when old, old Ed Harper took, took me triple tail hunting. I mean, triple tail fishing that couple of times, and then they put me on the front of the boat up there. I had my life jacket on for sure because they run you up to that pole. I mean, or whatever, the column or whatever the structure yeah, you is. Yeah, up to the and pole. He, if you see him there, you pitch to him. Yeah, and then if it goes down, then he hits it in reverse, and you're like on, on the bucking bronco at Gillies, man. You know, you better hang on, you know. And uh, now I didn't I didn't catch one, but I I did catch a couple of sharks and a couple of gaff tops, I believe. But hey, it, you know, I still had fun. You know, I still had fun. But you know, that's what the whole deal is. If I can just get on the boat and go out and come back alive, I'll be happy. You know. So okay, Cam. Well, that's all I got. I'm gonna I'm gonna rig my line up over here. Lines up over here, and then I gotta we'll get her to drop me off, and then I'm gonna call her when I'm ready to come back. So. Come back to the real world. <laughs> okay. Day, Victoria, Texas. That town will never be the same when you leave. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you what. Hey, but you know what? The people around here are so cool, man, and real nice in the stores and stuff, man. They're nice, man. It ain't oh, yeah. like in the hood. Get out of the big city. Yeah. Things change. That's... Yeah. It ain't like in the hood, let me tell you. But no, anyway. it's uh, it's a whole different world, and uh, farther into deep South Texas you get, the better it is. The way I like it. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. That's why I like them two times. Now it's been a long time ago when I got to go to Blaine's, man. But boy, you talk about get away, man. That is cool. You know, cool, cool, cool. Okay, Captain. Well, down hey, I'm gonna go look my lines up. Boondocks, you bet. Yeah, at the South Hill, South Hilton, South Texas Hilton. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Hey, that place oh, you were at, uh, a listener was texting me, said it wouldn't be Coletto Creek, would it? Uh, it's impossible. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I saw the name of it, but I didn't take a note. You know, I was too busy looking at the water and kind of scoping it out because, yeah, you know, I was yes. laying here all night. I was laying here all night just laying on my back thinking, you know, visualizing how, where I'm going to go and how I'm going to do and what I'm going to do. And then when I get out there, it's going to be automatic, you know. And I'll just sit there and relax and see what happens. All right. Well, go you know, catch okay, your Yes, sir. I'll try to anything. Right, I don't Dave. care as long as it pulls. Okay. All right. Thank you. Go Texans. All right. Well, that ought to do it. Phone lines are empty now, and it's time to cut it loose anyway. Well, thanks for tuning in. We'll be back next Monday or next Thursday morning at 4 a.m. right here at Sports Radio 610 KILT Houston.
Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. We all agree that reducing carbon emissions is a good thing. And once again, Toyota is leading the way. We hear a lot about fully electric vehicles, and Toyota has them with more on the way. But we also know a BEV is not for everyone, whether it's because of cost, range, or concern about finding a charging station when you need it. Plus, the raw materials used to manufacture batteries are limited. Enter Beyond Zero, Toyota's vision for a carbon-neutral future in vehicles, and in manufacturing plants, too, in the years ahead. The materials used to make just one long-range battery for an EV could be used to make batteries for six plug-in hybrids or 90 gas-electric hybrids. That's why Toyota's position today is electrified, diversified, empowering you to choose how to reduce your own carbon footprint with a vehicle that's right for you. A hybrid, plug-in hybrid, or battery EV. So shop, learn more, and get details at toyota.com slash beyondzero. Toyota, let's go places.